Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. This next episode is different. There's more going on here. We did two Joshua Lives at the retreat. The last one on Sunday was something different, and it's carried over into this one. You're going to see it. You're going to hear it. You're going to feel it. It's longer, and there's only two questions in the whole thing. It's very interesting, and I'd love to hear your opinion about it. I think that you'll notice it's at a different level, and they're talking a little bit differently too, so see what you think. This is probably the most impactful episode we've had so far, and I really feel a shift is happening, so uh, really enjoy this one. Also, we are going to do a lot of new things here. We're going to have a new basic training program. You really need to think about the inspiration to do some course we're also going to be doing coaching, Christy and I. There is the seven-day course on the website. Do something you get involved in and have an experience because they're really talking about this experience of going through something and feeling the emotion of something and seeing your perspective shift in the experience of it. Words don't teach. Uh, you'll, you can get so much from hearing this and reading books and stuff like that. But it's actually when you're in experience, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. And I'll tell you if the boot camp's right for you, if basic training's right, if essential experience is right, or if the seven-day course is right. Uh, there's something that you can do. And when you do it, you'll see the shift. And I've seen it in you know all the people that have done the courses. There's something going on here. And it's the experience of it and feeling the emotion and also connecting to other people and doing a daily spiritual practice and meditation, all that stuff too. Uh, also, Please leave a comment and leave a review. That's the best thing. And make sure you subscribe because as these get released, you'll get notification on the day that they're released. All right, buckle up and get ready for this one. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. We would like to take you back to the beginning, to the day you were born, to the hospital or house or wherever you were born, to the family you were born to the perception of reality that you existed at the moment of your birth. Now, can you imagine coming into reality and not understanding what anything it is? You have no idea what's going on. You have no perception of it all. You have nothing to go on. There's a blank slate. You can't remember who you are. And you sort of have a feeling of separation, the slight feeling of separation. And then as you're Parents take you home and they put you in your crib and the days and weeks and months go by. You start filling it in with a perception of reality. You start to understand what the crib is and what the bed is and what the bedroom's like, who your parents are and who your siblings are. And you grow up and you learn their names and you learn the names of things. You go to school, you learn what they're there to teach you. And you form this perception of reality based in those surroundings. While you're a child, you are connected to your inner self. And eventually you'll wean away from that a little bit and you'll start to see that reality as real. This is outside of me. This is what's happening here. And your senses will take over. Your five physical senses will take over. You might lose some of your abilities that you had, some of your empathic abilities when you were a child, and some of that connection. You might imagine things that could be scary to you. You might worry about things. You might think of the future. You might remember things from the past. And as you grow and grow and grow, you form a perception of the world around you 
And with this feeling of separation, you naturally tend to want to keep yourself safe. And you want to move in directions of safety more than joy and love and connection. And so you disconnect a little bit from the world around you because you've had experiences where you felt something strange, some kind of pain, not a physical pain, but an emotional pain. This emotional pain was alerting you to the fact that you had some belief through this perception of reality that was not true, but you didn't know that. You didn't realize that. And what you thought was that thing outside of you caused you to feel something. Well, it wasn't really the thing outside of you. It was your interpretation of the event, the manifestation event, coming to show you that you had a belief system that was not accurate. Someone said you were bad. You internalized that. And you allowed that to affect the identity that you had formed up to that point. So you may have changed that identity to work within the context of that event, or you might have rebelled against that and dismissed it. But however you did it, over time, you formed an identity, what you believe yourself to be. And then when you created anything, a friendship, good grades in school, bad grades in school, a work of art, a song, a performance, anything that you created, which you were creating every single day. Someone said that was good, and you added it to your identity. Someone said that was bad, and you added that to your identity. And then you learned you were good in some things and bad in some things, and that you could not do some things, and you could do other things. And so this formed this overall mental construct that literally creates your reality. You didn't think that you could change that mental construct because you believed fully that's who you were. And then things started to lead you one way or another way on a trajectory. And that trajectory ended up landing you right here, right now. You had some idea that there might be something more, or there might be a better way to live, or there might be a way to feel good, or there might be a way to accept yourself, or there might be a way to forgive others, or there might be a way to improve some area of your life. And for you, for all of those on the call now and all those listening at a later date, for you, you found some sort of spiritual information. And as you open that first book or watch that first video, or listen to that first recording, something inside you changed. Possibly, you didn't notice it. But what happened was, you learned something that was more true, more accurate, that resonated with you. Somehow it resonated. Somehow you attracted it because of the life you were living, and because there's something inside of you. There's a vibration inside of you that wants to know more. And so little by little by little, by reading this and doing this and thinking this way, you raise that perspective or that identity. You opened up that identity so that you could follow what you're interested in. You see, you could never get here now if you weren't able to modulate that identity. If you were trying to constantly reinforce that identity, you'd still be doing things the old way trying to attach meaning to you from anything you did. And you'd be efforting and struggling, trying to have others like, love, and respect you. 
But those of you who are here now were able to open up that identity and allow in for the possibility that you could understand there's more going on here and you could understand there's more to you than you think. So what's really happening here is you've been allowing your belief structure to mold to the information that you've gained through all the sources and all the teachers and all the things that fascinated you. And what you are doing is becoming, you are becoming more truly who you are. In the act of becoming, you shift into new possibilities and new realities and new environments. Now they may look similar to you, but the energy, the speed, the timeline of these new realities that you've stepped into have qualities to them. As you become more authentic, more true to who you are, the act of becoming, whether you know it or not, is the act of healing. The idea that humans have of healing, of going to a doctor or going to a therapist or going to a practitioner of some sort and allowing some outside person to intervene and fix some internal problem is not a bad idea. It's not really problematic in most cases, but there's more to this healing process than most humans understand. The healing process is about changing your identity understanding yourself in a different way, believing differently, opening up to possibilities, not holding on to this rigid construct. And as you move step-by-step-by-step step step on your journey of self-discovery, allowing the beliefs to change, you affect a new perspective of yourself. This equals a vibration that's emitted to the universe and moves you into a new timeline or a new reality, eventually where whatever the issue is disappears because it is not a part of that reality. Now, when you move into these new timelines or these new areas, you can't take the old stuff with you. You can't take the limiting beliefs. The limiting beliefs are literally keeping you stuck in whatever reality you're in. There's nothing wrong with that, of course, because you will have an experience, you'll expand, and you will get every single thing you intended to get prior to your birth. But remember, your primary intention was joy. So if you're able to allow that belief system to contemplate the fact that you are the source creator of your reality, and that everything in that reality is here to serve you in your process of raising your perspective or understanding this idea of being the source of your reality. At first, you don't want to accept it because how could it be me creating all this? I wouldn't create all this bad stuff, but there is no bad stuff. And when you understand that from an emotional point of view, that those emotions are not telling you something's good or bad, they're simply telling you that you believe something's good or bad, or you believe in your own limitations. And if you allow those beliefs to be modulated or modified, you will see things differently. You will not feel the intensity of that emotion. Now, we've talked to you about a process called the Manifestation Event Forum, where you can go through every part of any manifestation event, identify what happened, 
Identify the emotion that you felt. Identify the thoughts that came to you. Identify the urges that you received and did you act on those urges? And then realize that every person in that manifestation event, everything in that event was there to point out one limiting belief. And so you identify a limiting belief and then you go about the process of finding evidence in your life or the lives of others to prove that limiting belief is not true. As you do this process intellectually, you'll understand that intellectually, you were just perceiving something that was inaccurate based on a belief, and you can soften the belief. And so you soften the belief and soften the belief and soften belief. And then you get to a perception of yourself as this more evolved spiritually human being that has tools to deal with anything that comes and has the ability to perceive anything positively, negatively, or neutrally. And when you choose to see things neutrally, you'll notice that the emotions that are triggered by any event are mild. When they're mild, you can stop being out of alignment. You can stop resisting your life. You can start connecting to your inner self and receiving inspiration. When you understand that the manifestation events outside of you are there to guide you and help you and allow you to shape your own perception of yourself, your own identity, that identity shifts. It becomes less of a thing. It attracts less meaning by anything you do. You are not believing anymore that that identity is responsible for the love that you receive and the accolades and the praise and the respect from other people. When you stop believing that outside conditions can make you feel anything, you can go a bit deeper. Because by the time that you stop believing that outside conditions affect how you feel, you've already turned on something inside of you that is always there. And this is your understanding of yourself as the creator and learning what that actually means because the human definition of creator is effort and struggle to bring into your reality some ideal that is representative of something you lack. When you start to realize you're the creator, you redefine everything. You redefine abundance as, I have everything I need now to do whatever I need to do now. And I'll always have whatever I need. If I need to breathe, I take a breath of air. If I need to drink, I get a glass of water. If I need to eat, go to the fridge, get some food. You will always have anything you need. If you need a friend, the friend will be there. If you need a mate, the mate will come. If you don't need the mate, if you are not ready for the mate because you haven't adjusted your beliefs enough, you would not want the mate to come. If you don't have the job you want, it's because you are not right now a vibrational match for that which would serve you. So if you understand that everything is there to serve you, then you can relax in the life that you're living. And then you can realize that you, as the human, cannot see all of the stuff that's going on around you. You cannot really see where you are. You cannot really see where you're going. You would not want to see any of this. You have a perspective that is by design limited. In the limitation of that perspective, you can give up control, effort, struggle, wishing things were different, 
and you can allow in true guidance from your inner self. Initially, the guidance is always emotion. And if you understand the emotions, you will understand the next form of guidance, which is inspiration. You will understand the inspirations not to get you what you think you lack, but to get you to an experience that will expand your perspective even more. As you expand your perspective more, you move into realities that are aligned with that perspective. Those of you on the call now and those of you who are listening here have among the highest perspectives in the planet, and you don't believe it because you would think, if I have such a high perspective, then my life would be completely magical and designed by me. Your life is designed by you, but from the non-physical perspective. Your life is lived by you in either acceptance or resistance. The amount of resistance is directly related to your identity, to your belief system, to your mental construct, to the amount of control that you want to exert because you're still feeling that outside conditions can make you feel something that other people have some control of you, that the government has some control of you, that this is not actually all your reality. And you see that perspective does not allow you to live at a higher vibrational reality. Because when you're living in fear from the outside in, taking great weight of what's going on out there, people's opinions, where you are in life, thinking that you're a failure and you have to get better somehow. You can't improve. You are perfect as you are. You're in the perfect place right now as you move to the most spectacular, unimaginable life experience that's ever been lived. But to do that, you need to drop that identity because this is not you. This is not the baby that was born when you were born. You adopted it all or a lot of it. You believed some things and you didn't believe other things. You chose to protect yourself because you perceived the outside conditions could affect you and that you were in essence a victim to those conditions. You believed all the things that all the people in the history of your life had taught you and all those teachings were based in fear from their limited perspective. So now it's time to give up believing what those in fear are telling you. You have to go in. You have to trust yourself. You have to stand up and say, I am not going to be afraid of what those out there are saying and believing and talking about. I am not going to find my answers through the people that I know and the media and the things that just happen to come into my view. I'm not going to believe everything that anyone says. I will take bits and pieces and see how they apply. I'll experiment with those ideas and see if they work for me, the individual. Because every single aspect of physical reality, including all the people, are absolutely unique. So unique that you cannot compare one to another. You cannot correlate anything to anyone else. It is all unique. When you look at yourself and realize that this was designed by you to be perfect, and that when you go through this experience, it will be perfect. When you return to the non-physical, you'll see it. 
But if you can understand that you cannot see it now, you cannot imagine it now, you can't envision it now, you can't want to be someone else's life or someone else's dream or someone else's ideal or someone else's outcome. If you think about everything you want, all the outcomes you're attached to, and the meaning that you're giving yourself, you have to realize that's all an example that you've seen somewhere else that you say, ooh, if I had that, I would feel good. And again, that's the outside conditions making you feel something. When you try to emulate the desires or the personality or the goals or the achievements of someone else, you're doing it to prop up this false identity. But when you go alone and you say, this entire thing was set up by a brilliance that I can't imagine, that I can't see, and that I have to have faith in, I have to trust it. I don't have to do anything. I don't need to be anything different than I am. I just need to go along with what is happening, what has happened, and what will happen, and move through life in the sense of confidence and ease, trusting that every single thing will work out perfectly for you. And that as it does, the only work that you're going to do is see this from the highest perspective. When you get good at always looking at everything from the highest perspective, you are practicing making your beliefs malleable, and you will start to see evidence of this. As you are aware of this evidence, that will shift your perspective as well. And you'll move into timelines that become magical for you. All the effort and struggle and worry and doubt and control that you've exerted in the past based in fear of negative emotion will suddenly ease up. You'll rise out of this fear caused by this feeling of separation because you'll have experiences of connection with your inner self. When you develop that connection to your inner self, you ascend out of the fear and the illusion of separation. The illusion of separation is the basis of all fear. Loss is the fear of separation. When you create something, anything, children, job, your reputation, you're attaching meaning. The meaning is whatever you think it is. The more it means to you, the more you fear the separation. So this entire life is really about exploring this idea of creation and separation. I create something and then I let it go and allow it to be whatever it is without attaching my identity to that thing. When you can do that, guess what will happen? You will create from a new standpoint. You'll create powerfully. And the reason that you aren't creating the lives that you want is this fear of loss, this fear of separation from that creation. If you think about source and source creating, source cannot create with the fear of separation. The fear of separation would cause the creator to worry about its creation, to have doubt about its creation. 
and to realize the source of all negative emotion would be in this fear of loss of that creation. So remember, you are an eternal, limitless being of pure, positive, loving acceptance. You can have, be, and do anything you want in this reality. When you raise a perspective of yourself in that reality, you shift into a better feeling reality. When you move away from believing that the outside conditions make you anything and you take absolute responsibility for how you interpret those conditions, you move into a new reality. When you experience something that you've experienced before that you did not like, and you change your reaction to that, you act with love and compassion and joy and humility and a sense of humor to everything. If you're taking anything seriously, you're living a life of fear. If you're taking life lightly, you're living a life of love. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who would like to start? I'd love to start, Joshua. Hey. Hello. Um, I would, I feel some, I can tell. I feel some lightness and I feel some fear and resistance around money. And I was wondering if you had a practical practice or exercise around money that we could do to get rid of that fear. <laughs> Excellent. We'll start by saying to you and to all of you that Earth is a playground, it's designed to give you experiences and expand from those experiences by constantly changing perspectives, constantly changing beliefs, constantly changing your opinion of yourself over life after life after life. In the old days, there was not too much going on. And so life was pretty similar, hunter-gatherer, small farmer, small community, small family, whatever it was, the same basic life. And so new things were added. And one of the things were added was this concept of money. Money is not good or bad. Money is a tool. Money is fine. Money can be very helpful to move along your life. But primarily money is a distraction. How about we throw this little wrench in the program because they're getting pretty sophisticated here and they're wanting to do new things, explore, build wealth, build fortunes, and see how it feels when they amass an amount of money or see how it feels when they perceive someone else has money and they don't. For most of human history, most humans lived without any real amount of money at all. Some were experimenting and playing with this idea of great wealth and power due to money. But the money was always a distraction that is more difficult for a wealthy man to get into the kingdom of heaven than to put a camel through an eye of a needle. It's not difficult because they are bad. Heaven is not about good or bad. Heaven is about the unimaginable, the ascension to lighter, easier, faster realities. 
where you manifest things with a feeling of it. You throw money in there and you will believe still that the outside conditions make you feel money. If I got a sum of money, that money would make me feel better. That's the distraction you see, because if you perceive that anything outside of you can make you feel better, you're still living in victimhood. You're not going along with the creation of your life. Now, you all have come to a point where you are thinking in a new way about all kinds of things. You're thinking about your power. You're thinking about who you are in the non-physical. You're thinking about this journey that you set up for yourself. You're thinking about the past in more empowering ways. You're worrying less about the future. You're being more in the present moment. But why on earth would the creator of this entire universe need money? If you create with feeling, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You have to understand that you're going to have to move from a belief system where you say, money gets me what I want, to say, the feeling gets me what I want. So those of you who are ascending into new levels of realities, the money's not going to work that way anymore. It can't because it's just a distraction. It's distracting you from the fact that you're the creator. You don't create with money. You don't create with effort and struggle. You don't create really with your thoughts. You don't really create with anything other than your feelings. As you're ascending, you're going to feel more. You're going to be more feeling sensitive. When you create with the confidence that you are this creator of your reality, you won't be distracted by money anymore. Now, it doesn't mean that money's not going to flow in abundantly. And by abundantly, we mean all the money you need to do whatever you need to do, as long as you realize that the money is not allowing you to do what you need to do. It's just lubricant. You have to have absolute faith that how you cultivate the feeling of abundance, you will start to see evidence. The evidence you see will not be generally an influx of money because that's still the distraction. It'll be somehow, some way you get to do something that you couldn't imagine doing without money. Now, we don't even want to give you an example because you will use that example and you will lock on to that. We want you to be totally open to every possibility for having what match how you feel, cultivating that feeling first and foremost, and then allowing the reality to form around that feeling. If you could cultivate the feeling of what you think you need, you would have it every time. But if you cultivate the feeling of what you think you want, you're cultivating a feeling of lack every time. So give us a quick example of why you would want a sum of money. To pay rent to live in my place. What you really want is to have a feeling of security that you won't get kicked out of your place, that you won't be homeless, that you'll be secure for the next month or so. So sure, you can manifest a little bit of money to pay next month's rent. 
well, what about that? You're going to be on a treadmill doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it'll be highly limited. So we say, that's not what you really want. What you really want is to understand fully that you are supported at every moment by more energy, more guides, more power than you could possibly imagine. And that you needing to get rent distracts you from all the inspirations coming to you. I can't do that. I got to go to work. I can't do that. I'm not good enough at that. I can't do that idea. Who knows if that'll end up with a payday or not? You see? Yeah. You'll be saying, I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting my time. I shouldn't be doing this. Even though it's interesting and easy and fascinating. You see, if you had the inspiration to write a book, you would sit down and start writing. And because you had the conflict of needing the money to pay the rent in the back of your mind, a little voice would pop up. And it would say, what are you doing? Nobody's going to read this. You're wasting your time. You think anyone's going to pay you for this? It's not any good. It's going to keep you back on that hamster wheel. And that's fear. That's no faith in who you are. Now, there's nothing wrong with having no faith in who you are. There's nothing wrong with taking a slow, steady movement towards knowing yourself more fully. But at some point, you're going to have a conflict because your approach to life, it says you need money to do what you need to do or do what you want to do or get anything or have any attachment to the money part of it. It's going to have a massive conflict in your steady, easy path of self-discovery. Because as you get to a certain level, the way you operated at lower levels will not work. You cannot carry judgment with you. You cannot carry doubt. You cannot carry certain limiting beliefs with you. Manifestation events will come constantly to yeah, show like you this. So we say right now, practice as much as you can, feeling abundant. In this moment, right now, do you have everything you need to do what you're doing right now? Yeah. You somehow paid the phone bill. And so you can... Watch us on the phone. You're somehow paid your car payment and you're in the car. You're somehow paid insurance, paid all the stuff, paid everything you had to do to be where you are now. You still have your home today. But if you could practice just a little faith that you are guided to actions that will bring you an abundance of everything you need. And that how you're operating now, how all of you are operating, how most of humanity is operating in the belief that my identity is attached to the money that comes in. You separate that identity from the money that comes in would be the first step. You are not good because you make a lot of money. You are not bad because you make no money. You are perfect as you are where you are. You are here to be an example of one who is operating a new approach to life. In that new approach to life, you cannot be distracted by the money because this will take you out of alignment and be non-receptive to inspiration. If you're not having the money to provide the basics in your life, you're not acting on enough inspiration. And if you're not acting on this inspiration, you have a belief system that's blocking it.
you have a way of being that's blocking it. An inspired idea could come to you, but because of this belief system that says, I got to make the rent so I can't do this, or I have to do this manual thing I'm doing so I can't do that, or I'm not good at that, or no one's going to pay me for that, or whatever it is. Doubt, 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 doubt about yourself, believing you're imperfect in some way. Now, you've been told, who do you think you are so many times? This is part of your trajectory. Those who are telling you this are reflecting to you something so that you pick that up as a belief system to overcome in the future. It led you on a trajectory, led you to the career that you have and all the things you're interested in. It led to this spectacular, amazing life that 99.99% of the population cannot even imagine your life right now. The abundance of experiences, the abundance of relationships, the abundance of good health, the abundance of fun that you've had in your life. That's what abundance is. Everything else will take care of itself. But when you focus on lack, 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 you have to experience lack. You have to experience lack because you have a belief system that says, I am not safe. I am not supported. I'm on my own. No one's here to help me. And that's relying on outside to help you. Meaning you're not the creator of your reality. If something else has to come step in and help you, then you believe the outside conditions can make you feel good, can make you feel bad. If you say, I cannot ask my parents for money, or I cannot ask my friends for money, or I cannot live in someone else's house, because what would that say to them about who I am, my identity, you see, then you're blocking all this inspiration. Inspiration, call mom. Inspiration. Notice that your friend has just this beautiful house by themselves, their husband left, and there you have this house you can live in with them. There's all this opportunity for more and more and more and more, but you're distracted by thinking the only way to get it is through money. So we say, play this game, get a piece of paper out, write down a, a hundred ways that money could come to you. And notice which ones you believe and which ones you don't believe. Write another page of all the experiences that came to you and notice how many of them couldn't be paid for. How another person couldn't have that experience no matter how much money they had. Then note any example of anyone who had money who lost it or ended up consumed by it or lost relationships from it. The money's a distraction, and where you all are right now, it's causing you to think that you can or cannot do something. It is not responsible for any aspect of the life you're living. You do something you need to do, the money must come. But you have to take a leap. You have to take a leap of faith if you say, I don't have the money right now, and therefore I cannot do what I'm inspired to do, you stop inspiration and you spend a little time exploring this inauthentic Katie. This Katie that you think exists compared to the true Katie.
the source Katie, the creator Katie. So this is just a game that the universe is playing with you. This is a mental construct about money that is locked and rigid because everyone in your society is, you had the same programming. If you were born to a family that was incredibly rich, it would be the most distracting life you could live. You would have very difficult time finding a higher perspective because you believe that the life you're living is due to the money that your family has. And so you'll be taken off on a journey of discovering who you're not, and it would not be pleasant or happy at all. You have a certain set point of a belief. And so you never have to worry about being homeless. But if you attach anything to the status of the money or the status of the things that you create, you're attaching it to an identity and you're limiting that identity. If you free yourself from the distraction of money, your perspective will shoot up and you will have so many experiences and so much inspiration, and so much to give to your reality. Gary's to think, oh, wow, I'm successful. Everyone's going to see me as successful. Look at the car I drive in the house I live in and the boat I have and the vacations I go on and the clothes I wear and the dinners I eat and the golf courses I go to. And I'm going to give money to charity. That's what I'm going to give to my reality. That money, which might have been seen as sizable by some people, is like a penny for a person who is living from the outside in. Taking, 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 taking from the reality and then giving back a penny. He didn't know this at the time. He had no idea. This is just how everyone lived. He was distracted by money. He thought money made him a good guy. He thought the reason people liked him was because he was successful. The reason people listened to whatever he was saying was because he was successful. No, it was because of him all the time. And so then he lost his creation. He was separated from his money. And the separation from the money changed his identity and allowed in something else, some information, some new insights, the desire to meditate. And then he noticed that the inspiration quickly led back to the money, but he was not attached to the money anymore because he knew he could lose it at any time, so it had nothing to do with him. And he lived now without this illusion that it brought him respect, like, and love from other people. And then something happened organically for him is he evolved from this outside-in life to an inside-out life. He weaned himself off of getting from the outside and naturally started being who he was, which was giving to his reality, leaning into it, giving, 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 giving. He didn't see it as giving. It wasn't an effort and struggle to give. It just turned out that's what he was doing. He was sharing this information with the world and doing it more and more and more. And then as he gave more, more came back. And the more he gave, the more he came back. Not money, because the money was always there to do whatever he needed to do, but in relationships and experiences and satisfaction. 
And so the life he's living now, still distracted by money, like everyone else, but understanding that it is a distraction. And then playing with the ideas, oh, my Joshua, my bank account is basically empty compared to the masses that it used to be. We say, how's your life now compared to how your life was 10 years ago? How's your life now compared to how your life was 20 years ago? It's completely different. Feels great, has great relationships, has great fun, has everything he needs, lives exactly where he's supposed to be, doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing, and elevating that, that perspective day in, day out, day in, day out, changing those beliefs all the time. And then playing this game, because where he is, he cannot rely on money anymore. He cannot think about money anymore. He cannot think about the mental ingenuity to somehow effort and struggle to bring in money. It has to come with a feeling because at this level, the feelings create, not the effort, not the struggle, the fun, the joy, the interaction, the ideas that creates. So if he gets the inspiration, he pushes past that voice that says, you can't do it. It's a waste of time. This will never do anything. He just does it easily, sends it out there, and then goes on to the next inspiration. Then someone calls and says, I want to do a course, or I want to come to a retreat, or I want an hour of your time. Okay, fine. Okay, okay, okay. Every one of those things is for him, you see? So if someone wants an hour of coaching, when he is working with that person, it's all for him. The person comes financially to support him, but in that conversation, he learns something that he did not learn before, and that raises his perspective a bit higher. And then the person comes to the retreat. They think they are coming for themselves, but they're coming to serve him because in the interaction, he learns something about himself. Everyone comes, everyone comes, everyone comes, not to give the money, but so that he can learn something about himself. Of course, they do as well from their side. It comes in, it goes out, it comes in, goes out, comes in, goes out, up and down, up and down, up and down, wildly. There's no security anymore in a padded bank account. It is simply living as a blended being, knowing there's a set point by which you cannot go below. You're never going to lose your house. You're never going to starve. You're never going to be homeless. You're never going to be absent of relationships of support. But you have to see yourself as the creator. And you have to see yourself. In this situation, your reality is telling you that you, Katie, never need to rely on money for your security. Your security is guaranteed by the intangible qualities that you brought with you. All of you have experienced homelessness in other lives. One or two times. You're not going to do it in this life. You're not at that vibration. That vibration is completely different than yours. The feeling that you feel now on a daily basis is your evidence that you are at a different vibration. If you were to pop into anyone else's body and feel how they feel, you could not stand it because the difference would be so far from how you feel. 
you're not doing poorly because you're not making money. The outside conditions are coming to show you that at this timeline that you've gone on because of the work that you've done, the way that you've changed the way you think yourself, no longer may you be distracted by what's on the outside. So meditate, feel good, try and feel easy about it, then contemplate what you really want. If you had the power, which you do, you would not ever use that power to bring in money. You would simply have the experience, have the home, have the things, and not attach them to your identity. So that those things would support what you really want to do, what you're really interested, what you're really inspired to do. If you are out of alignment because of money, you won't receive inspiration. If you trust that your inner self has your back and is guiding you through inspiration to everything and more, then you will take the distraction of money out of sight and you will just act on more inspiration. So it's a trust factor here that that little voice is saying, you can't do it, you shouldn't do it, you'll screw it up, you'll fail, is keeping you in check, seeing really if you've changed, really if you have faith. But that little voice has no power over you. And that inspiration, when you get it, that's everything. Focus on that inspiration and ignore that little voice and everything will turn out magically. Thank you. Excellent. Who's next? Joshua. Yes. Uh, after what you just said, uh, something popped up to me and I wanted some clarification, if you could. What oh, is the an inspiration from your inner self to exactly ask the perfect question at the perfect time that will help the most people in the history of the world. Go ahead. You talked quite a bit about emotions, and then you talked quite a bit about feelings. Are they the same thing? This is a feeling reality. Emotions are within the realm of those feelings. An emotion is generally attached to some event. The event could be in the category of joy, and there would be a range of emotions within that category. An event could be a category of sadness or sorrow or grief, and you know what those emotions are like. But the emotions themselves are simply telling you if you're choosing a perception of yourself and your reality accurately or not. The feeling, though, that you can cultivate, the feeling of security, the feeling of connection, the feeling of oneness, the feeling of abundance, having everything you need when you need it to do whatever you need to do, the feeling of passion for something, the feeling of productivity, the feeling of satisfaction. What would it be like? to have satisfaction in my career. So imagine cultivating this idea of satisfaction in your job, in your career, in your, in your work. You would exude this understanding of a way of being, a way of feeling what would happen. You see, if you were 
wanting something, a feeling of satisfaction that you're not really feeling, you'd have to be guided to that feeling. So your inner self might give you a memory, might give you a vision, might give you an image to think about, might give you an example, might give you the actual feeling itself attached to some experience that you've had in the past. And so if you could imagine sitting down, contemplating this idea of working up, building up this feeling that you want to feel. Well, what feeling would you want to feel? If you could pick a feeling off the top of your head right now, what feeling would you like to work on? Uh, appreciation. Excellent. So appreciation is absolutely aligned with love. Appreciation is absolutely aligned with who you truly are. Appreciation is absolutely consistent with the life that you are living now. Your life is abundant beyond imagine. Except if you compare it to someone else. The interesting thing about this society now and the, and the world you live in now is that no matter how financially abundant you are, you can look left and you can look right and you can see all kinds of examples that seem more abundant than you. And so this ability to really understand the difference between where you are and where someone else is financially will always cause you to feel lack or inadequate or not good enough if you attach it to your identity. But if you take something like appreciation, you can set an intention for the feeling of appreciation and then look all around you. Look, I have all the tools I need to do whatever I need to do. Look, I have the space and the light. Look at this healthy body that allows me to do it. Look at all these relationships that I've cultivated that bring me joy and support me in everything I do. Look at all the people that bought for me in the past. Look at all the ideas for the artwork that's flooding into my mind. Look at the intelligence that I have that allows me to create and to talk about things and have conversation and market and all kinds of things that I do in my career right now. Look at all the past experiences that led me to where I am now. Look at all these new ideas and new concepts and new philosophies I'm playing with now. Look at this feeling that I have generally of satisfaction, contentment, and ease that most of my fellow man does not have. How did I get here? If I can cultivate this feeling of appreciation, I can cultivate any feeling. What about cultivating the feeling of compassion? Seeing how everyone else is going through exactly what they're going through, the perfect life for them, designed brilliantly by their inner self, having experiences will lead to an ascension at some point. Or they are moving from fear to love. Look at how they're acting on urges to change conditions. Look at how they're interacting with others and pretending that others can create in a reality and that they're victims. Look at how I can see them and just revel in a knowing that they don't really understand what's happening yet, but they are getting an expansive experience that will move them to where I am now. Anything you want to think about of a feeling 
think about it in the way that you are abundant in that already. But if you think I want the feeling of wealth, it's empty. It's based in, I don't have that now. I want that now. Joshua says, cultivate the feeling of that now, and then I will have that. That feeling of wealth is meaningless. If you want the feeling of security, though, you say, I've always gotten everything I needed, everything I've needed. I've never really lacked anything. I may have perceived that things might have been better if I had this, that, or the other thing at the time, but I had to go through that experience to get where I am now. If I lack everything now, it's by design for the experience that I'm going to have now and in the days and months and weeks of future that's ahead of me. So I have trust that everything is as it must be on my specific and unique journey of self-discovery. I can already see the progress. I can already see that I feel better today than I did 10 years ago. I can already see that my interests and passions will lead me into a state of alignment, but my fear and lack and worry and doubt will lead me into a state of disconnection and separation. In the state of disconnection and separation, I'm in a state of fear and in the vibration of that which is not true and that I do not want. And so if I understand that feeling good at any level, that's all I have to do. And if appreciation gets me there, then that's all I have to cultivate. Because when I cultivate a feeling like appreciation, I'm intending to feel that. I'm intending to see it. I'm looking for it all over. I know one thing and one thing for sure that I'm in alignment with my inner self, and I've opened up the communication. In that communication, you will hear inspiration. If your basis is feeling good and not working and struggling and efforting to get something you think you lack, if your basis is feeling good, then you're going to be inspired to lead to better and better feelings. You'll have things to do that'll be fun. Of course, I'll have to push past fear. I don't have the time. Not sure if that person's going to want to do that thing. Not sure if that's going to be fun or not. But if it's inspiration, I trust that it's aligned with feeling good. It'll always lead me to more feeling good, to a higher perspective, to a better understanding of myself. This is a simple game. You have a reality. You perceive that that reality means something. You think that the reality is either something you have to control or you realize the reality is created by you perfectly for one thing and one thing only to move from fear to love. As you are moving from fear to love, you will encounter experiences that will require that you maintain a perception of reality that's true. If you do not, you'll have a manifestation event or you'll have a negative thought and it'll trigger some belief and you'll feel negative emotion. You have to understand that you're on this journey. You are walking a path. You are ascending to new levels. You can't take certain belief structures with you. To move effortlessly and easily along the perfect path is to understand it's already laid out. How you perceive it will be 
the experience that you have. Set your entire life up to feel good, to be in joy somewhere along that or above that emotional horizon line. Any emotion above it is fine. The feeling that you think you can cultivate that's within your grasp, within your belief system, is the one to go for. So the feeling of appreciation, if you are living the life like you are living, it's very easy. If you're living in a prison cell, it might be a little more difficult. You might choose gratitude. You might choose compassion. You might choose curiosity as joy. You might choose excitement. Whatever it is, you'll have to really understand that all the fear that you've ever been feeling is an illusion. And that when you receive inspiration, the fear comes along with that. It's going to be some fear. The fear of being late. The fear of failure. Now, those fears are completely irrational. What would it matter if you failed? Well, if your identity is attached to what you do, if you derive who you are from something outside of you, from some action that you take, if you think you're special because you created something or you think that creation should prop you up somehow, then you're limiting yourself and you're not understanding who you truly are. Now, for you, Joe, it's very easy. You are a creator. You create masterpieces, but you're simply a vessel. You're allowing in a feeling, an emotion, an idea, and you're translating that with your physical body in your artwork. If you thought I'm a great person because I'm a great artist, you're limiting that flow because now you'd have to say, I need to make something where people say, wow, he's amazing. Or wow, that sold for a lot of money. And of course that would limit your creativity. You wouldn't be expressing clearly and openly. You wouldn't be working from the heart. You'd be working from the head. And if you're working from the head, how do I do this? How do I fix this? How do I make my life better? How do I get what I think I lack? If you're working from the head, you're going to be a very lackluster creator. If you attach your creation to you, you're going to be a lackluster creator. It's all going to be filtered through the fear of not being enough. If you detach everything from this identity that you think you are, and you say, I am a vessel, I am a perfectly aligned path of least resistance vessel for creation. I like creating this way, fine. But it does not mean anything about me. I derive nothing about that has any meaning on me. You detach yourself from your creation and you just offer it to the world. Will it sell for money? Who cares? Will people respect you? Who cares? You are getting in the flow of this receiving inspiration and then taking the action you're inspired to do in pure joy and satisfaction, not for the outcome, but for the process of it. So you've already created the feeling. That feeling is very rare that you are 
satisfied as a vessel of inspiration. You've got the experience of doing it in, in that one area. And you can open up to every area of your life. I am the vessel of inspiration, my relationship to my friends, my partner, my mate, my children, whatever it is. I'm the vessel of inspiration in the expression of love to my reality and everything in it. I am open and faithful that the inspiration that comes to me will always lead me to some magical experience. And that magical experience will prove to me that I'm a magical creator. Prove to me that I'm not just lucky, that I'm not just happen to have this talent, but that I am a powerful being, an example of what inspiration can do. Most human beings living who believe that the outside conditions make them feel something, they use examples of those who amass fortunes or are famous or a celebrity of some sort, never realizing it's completely meaningless. Because whatever those people did to get wherever they are, it has no meaning about that. They attach meaning to it, but they're on generally a ride of exploring who they're not. The few of you who are turning your cheek and moving towards one thing and one thing only is seeing yourself in the highest perspective possible, are having much more inspiration and acting on much more inspiration. Anything that would stop you from acting on inspiration is a limiting belief, is a belief that you're not good enough or this is the wrong idea or this is not going to give me what I want. So all you have to do is cultivate the feeling you're already feeling in the work that you're doing and apply it to everything in your life and then be that example. When you are focused on your work, you are in the present moment and the ideas flow. When you are focused in a problem, you're in the past or the future, and the ideas stop. Urges come in to change conditions instead of inspiration. When you think something's bad is happening, you receive an urge to change or control conditions. But with inspiration, it's simply an action that will move you along without considering that that action has any meaning about your identity. You can let it go and take the action. This will lead to the feeling that you have whenever you feel good. So when you cultivate the feeling, it's a broad wave. With the emotion, it's like a sharp particle. The particle of the emotion shows up in the face of an event. Just to let you know where your perception is. If you perceive it as a good event, you will feel some emotion above that horizon line that will come and go, come and go, come and go, only as a signal to show you where you are. If you think things bad, you'll feel what you call a negative emotion, and you may hold it for a minute, an hour, or a week. As soon as you let that go, the emotion's gone because you've shifted your perception of your reality. The emotions tell you where you are, the feeling tells you who you are. Who you are is pure positive love and acceptance. Cultivate any feeling that aligns with that, and you'll receive inspiration that will lead you to more and more and more. That was perfect. Thank you so much for that. Wow. Excellent. Since we're a bit 
long-winded today. We would like to give the opportunity for someone who's been wanting to ask a question and has been holding back just a bit. So think about the question that you've been wanting to ask for a little while now and that you've been a little hesitant to ask in front of all these people. Maybe it's one of you who has not asked a question in the past and you're just about strong enough to push past the fear, to act on the inspiration you know is coming to you. Who has that question? I'll have it. Terrence. <laughs> Terrence. Well, we've had is... a... <laughs> yes, sir. Go ahead. That's... Well, we want to say to you that this conversation two or three or four years ago with you would have elicited a little bit of fear. The idea here was to let every single person have this feeling that it's not me. I can't be the person that has this valuable question to ask. It can't be me. Josh was asking for that one person who has that valuable question to ask. And everyone has a question, but says, my question can't be the one. And so when you come forward so easily, without the fear, because you've done this before, this is the example we were trying to point out. The evolution from two years, three years ago, Terrence, to now is the evidence of a shift in perspective the evidence of confidence gained by experience of pushing past fear in this setting. And that if you can do it in the setting, if you can get confident, ask the first question, feel the energy of the answer, go through the experience and realize all the fears you had before you asked the question were never true. See the appreciation of the others who benefited from your question. The next time you're inspired to ask a question, it gets easier and easier and easier. So this is true of every single thing. When you're inspired to do that new thing, the voice that says don't do it is very strong, but it's still irrational. It has no power over you. When you push past that fear to do that new thing, you gain confidence. You shift your perspective in that area. The Pushing past fear and doing the action shifts your perspective. Your inner self is always, always giving you inspiration to do something new, something varied, not the same thing you've done before. By doing the same thing you've done over and over and over again, you build confidence and it becomes easy, but you say, I can do that, but I cannot do this other thing. And so your inner self has a hard time moving you around, getting you into situations, getting you into areas where financial abundance comes to you and love comes to you and wonderful, unimaginable experiences come to you. Because of this way of being where you are in some areas somehow able to push past the fear and then have the confidence to do it again and again. You get stuck in a rut there. And this causes you not to want to do anything new. 
but we're going to bring in something here at the end. For those of you who are sticking around for us a little bit longer, this life, this universe, this reality is set up for the discovery of the new, not by someone else, but by you individually. New, 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 new. This is how you shift your perspective. This is how you broaden your view. This is how you expand exponentially. This is how you shift your belief system. This is how you get confidence. This is how you build connection with your inner self. This is how you come to perceive that you are the creator of your reality, of your world, and not the victim to what's happening outside. It's this little nagging fear, this little nagging voice that says, you can't do it. You're going to embarrass yourself. And all of that is tied to an identity that was never true. If I ask a question and I stutter or not understand or I formulate it improperly or I look like an idiot for asking a simple question, that'll ding my reputation or my identity. What you are holding on to the most, your creation up to this point, is this identity you're holding on to. And the fear of separation is the fear of loss of that identity. But the identity is meant to expand. You'll notice that those who are rigidly attached to their identity are living in more fear. And those who are fluid with how they see themselves and are having experiences and are changing and are changing opinions and changing ideas and allowing themselves to flow with whatever's happening are shifting their perspective rapidly and coming out of the fear. So when you have an inspiration that comes to you from your inner self and the little voice says, I can't be the one, it can't be me, I can't do it, what you're in fear of is what emotion you're going to feel as a repercussion of some experience that dings that identity. When you don't care what people think, when you're not maintaining this persona, when you're not using that persona to elicit some feeling from your reality, when you're actually being the creator and understanding your creation is your identity, is how you see yourself. If that identity is rigid, your perspective is going to be limited, limited to the beliefs and mental construct of that identity. If you shift your perspective, you are going to change that identity. It's going to evolve to something more relevant to who you truly are. Who you truly are is source. Who you think you are, in your case, is Terrence. The vast difference between those is the gap of perspective. You can't believe that you're the one. You can't believe out of 8 billion people, you're the one to ask the question, to be in this place, to get this thing, but you are the one. You are all the one in your reality. You are all the source in your reality. At some point, you're going to understand that you, not anyone else in your life, you are the source of your reality. And when you do, 
you're going to move into a new dimension. And until you do, you're going to be efforting and struggling and wishing things were different and believing that the conditions mean anything. You're simply giving them meaning. If they were not there, if you had no physical senses, if you couldn't taste, touch, feel, smell, or hear, or see, who would you be? You have no reference to it. But because your senses are on fire and lighting up your brain, and you believe things are tangible, you give it meaning and attach it to an identity that was never true. When you see beyond what you think is real and observe the feelings, the emotions, the intuition, the synchronicity, the numbers lining up, the ability to perceive in a more empowering way, when you realize that these things that are non-physical, including your thoughts, feelings, and emotions, are with you just as your physical senses are. But the feelings indicate, are you being who you are? Are you being source? Or are you being a victim? The emotions will tell you in the moment who you're being. If you believe that you're the one, if you believe that you're the creator, you will feel it. If you perceive that you're the victim in any moment, you'll feel that. This is the guidance system of design, perfect in every way, that your belief system is telling you that the negative emotion is because some bad thing happened to you that should not have happened, and that you're imperfect, and that the world's imperfect, and that you have to control things so that you feel differently. But this way of living from the outside in is a hamster wheel. And at some point, every human is going to change. You're just the first to experiment with this change in perception of reality. As you begin to shift and pay attention to those emotions in the moment telling you something, if you begin to pay attention to that inspiration that will lead you to everything you truly want, if you assess the fear and realize it's irrational, and cannot stop you, you'll shift your perspective. When you do, you'll have a new reality and you will be a new you. The identity that you brought with you no longer serves you. It's not that you should abandon it and start over fresh. It's that you should allow it to evolve like anything else. If you derive meaning by who you think you are, if you derive satisfaction, by who you think you are. If you prop yourself up by making certain aspects of yourself more appealing to others, you're making fake art. It's not real. If you are thinking with your head of how to get what you want, you're in the vibration of lack. If you're allowing your heart to lead, to all the joy, curiosity, and expansion that's to be had in this reality that's perfect for you, you will live life outside the bounds 
of any constraint whatsoever. And you allow the free flow of experience to wash over you to do one thing and one thing only. And that's to expand your perspective of yourself in joy. Terrence, we apologize to you. Just kidding. You came forward to be the example. And we celebrate you for that and congratulate you for your evolution of identity from when we met you to this point in time. And with that, we are complete. Thank you so much, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Thank you, Terrence. Oh, it was amazing. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Thanks, everyone. See you Friday. Did that sound different to you? It did to me. It felt different too. In fact, I'm like, where are you going with this? Where are you going with this? And it was like this roller coaster while I was channeling. Normally, I'm pretty much aware of what's going on and where they're going. And this one, I was like really in the background and they were just flying. So something shifted in me, something shifted in them, something shifted in you. Uh, it's very interesting to see what's happening right now. The one we had on Sunday in the retreat was unlike anything ever. And they were calling it an activation. And we really realized that all the people there through Joshua's first conversation through white light channeling, through Christy doing a medium group to all the things that happened over the retreat and the weekend, we saw that the group that got together was being activated somehow. We had experiences of that on Sunday night. It's in, incredible. It's impossible to explain. It was just an amazing experience. And now we've gone into something new. So let me know what you think. Leave it in the comments or send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. We're really going to get into this new coaching that Christy and I are doing. You can do group or individual. There's different plans. Um, I'll send you all the information. You can go to christylevy.com and check out her coaching as well. Uh, we're going to be, we are working with setting up uh, plans for businesses and different corporate things as well. Uh, whatever you're doing for work, there's a way to completely change it or up-level it to include these teachings and this idea. Uh, I'm seeing so much stuff happening right now. Nothing's ever been this busy and coming this quickly. Uh, and I just want to lean into all of it. So please contact me and let me know what you think and let me know what you might want to do. And if you want to talk about the different courses and which one's right for you, uh, send me an email. That's the best way to do it. Uh, going to the website, you're not going to really understand it. It's best to get together with me and we can have some conversation or at least share emails. So, well, thank you so much for being here. Like and subscribe. Send this podcast to friends. Send it to as many people as you can. Don't be embarrassed. Don't attach your identity to it. Just send it to the people you love and see what happens. And I think more and more people are coming up to a level where they can start to hear this stuff and they'll resonate it at their level. They may not be understand, be able to understand at the top level where we are, but they'll get something out of it. They'll get a little bump in perspective and that will allow this shift to happen. Thanks again for being here. Thanks for everything you do. And we'll see you next time. Bye.